Okay, we start again. Or that I picked for you. So I'm sure you've all heard us talk about Claire's um, garden life that yeah. she leads um, in her personal time. Yeah. Her community garden life, which I love, first of all. You're the only Thank person you. I, I know that. that. And I think it's very admirable. Thanks. But anyway, Claire, goes. you grow like legit food, which shocks yeah. me. Not that I don't think you can't, but that people actually do. I know. It's poison. It's shocking. And your raspberries were delicious. Thanks. I don't I think I've ever that. had golden raspberries before. <gasps> so good. Because they're probably like $9 in the store. I'm like, no thanks. I know. They're a little sweeter than regular raspberries. <laughs> I gotta tell you something. <laughs> oh my god, what happened? <clears throat> so I know everyone's freaking out about inflation and gas prices, obviously. Now, I don't drive because I live in the city. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've... If Gas prices have hit you because I, you think, I don't car. drive a ton, yeah. but yeah. So I'm like, okay, like I get it. People are freaking out about gas, but like, uh, I what can't, I do? can't feel it. Yeah. Right. So whatever. Inflation truly hit me this week. I was in Trader Joe's, oh, man. just trying to get my avocados. Two forty nine each. Ooh. I texted my mother. I was like, wow, this is my gas hike. This avocado price hike is that's my intense. issue. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah, my yeah. um. My midterm issue. Okay. I love <laughs> to that. bring back your avocados. Down. Yeah. I've had, I feel like the avocados, well, the avocados at Trader Joe's are like smaller, I think. Yeah, I think I need to get the, the like bagged avocados. That seems more economically. Because across the street the at the bodega here, they have two for $5, which is like the same price, yeah. but they're big. Yeah. Maybe I should check the, the fruit sand guy too, though. That's actually a good idea because usually TJ's aren't come through, really, but. Avocados aren't really supposed to be in the cold. Mm. So, okay. yeah, I don't know. That's just something. Yeah, I mean, it's just... But, like, inflation's are going real. Up. I know. Yeah, and no, it's just, like, it's, this is the first time yeah. I realized it. I, was I get like, it. Oh, shit, man. No, so. I'm about to go on a road trip, and I think the only thing I'm going to have money for is gas. Yeah. I'm be eating, no, like, that's tough. side, side like, of the road tacos, which is fine. Okay, which, actually, I mean, remember the greatest... What's the greatest breakfast you've ever had? I, I'll never forget it. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Just in the on middle the of West of Texas, on the side of the road. That burrito. I think about that burrito, like, one, once every other week. What ha- was that? What was the deal with that tortilla? I don't know. The tortilla, it was like the texture of the tortilla, the way it was wrapped in that I know, the foil, foil was really delicate and beautiful. It was like a little present. It was so good. It was I so, about that. so good. Uh, breakfast tacos in Texas are superior. Oh, completely. I mean, in California, are they good there? I've never been. I don't know if I've ever had a breakfast taco in okay. California. Because Texas ones changed my life, for I know, sure. they're so good. Okay, well, maybe yeah. when you, you're going out west, so. Yeah. I guess there's not, that's not California, but. No, 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 there's going to be so many tacos. I'm going to be in New Mexico and Arizona. It's oh, like, New Mexico, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so keep track of this. I will, I will, I will. I will. We will continue our Matrix of breakfast tacos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, speaking of the Matrix, lost it. <laughs> Can't mind it. <laughs> I, we haven't talked about, first of all, a first lady in so long. I know, I know, I know, I know. So the Matrix is, we'll never be finished. We'll have to go back and film We're going to go back. Way. We're going to film the Matrix. I know, yeah. it's weird because it's like, I feel... Yeah, I mean, like, we were living in, like, old school America for so long, and now we're, like, in present day, basically, with this show and with oh, I know. our girls, you know? Yeah. Okay, so Speaking we're recapping of, the First Ladies, and we're on episode five. five. Okay. What was the name of this? Do you remember? Mm, I don't know. Okay, I'll look it up while you talk. Okay. So, we start off in 1974. Um, Nixon is under investigation. Seesaw, FYI. Oh, jeez. Okay, I, I love really that. Get it, but I don't okay. get it either. <laughs> um, Ford is... Oh, I just have a note that um, Nixon's under investigation, and they're yeah. having a big dance party, and Ford brings dancing back to the White House, which we appreciate. Because Betty loves to dance. We see this And also, I mean, historically, dancing has come and gone in the White House. Mm-hmm. Some first ladies love dancing. Some presidents love dancing. Yeah. Some do not. Super Remember that one? Vibes. Who was the one girl who like didn't want people to dance? 
I forget. God, I feel like there was a lot of them. I know. Yeah, they're really like, what is happening? Sarah Polk, Chair Children's Polk. She, she hated, hated dancing. Do you think they were just bad dancers and that was the issue? Like, what no, is the I think the, it's like, like a like religious thing. It's oh, a religious thing. Makes sense. I'm I have like, a person this... in my life, I have a friend who has is related to people who don't dance. What? Okay, I know. And then the they came to their that. wedding <gasps> and it was like. Do they just not dance at the wedding? No, they did for the first time. It was incredible. I'd be like, I'm taking pictures, send this to your pastor. I know, it was incredible. No, they felt so free. It was so fun. I mean, listen, but it really was like, it was like like watching, like, it was crazy. Like, I I don't know. It's like watching an adult dance for the first time is like truly a remarkable experience. Oh my God, that is like a little child here in a mel. Like, and you know, like when kids dance, they don't really know what's going on and they're just like, their body's just kind of chaotically moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's probably what it looked like. Well, no, you know what's funny? It's like, it almost looked more awkward than that because that's how I dance. Like, I just kind of move my body and like whatever. And it looks, I think, like, because, and it's very like, um, there's no inhibition, mm-hmm. but these people, because they had never danced before, they had like a lot of inhibition because they <gasps> weren't sure like if they were doing it right. And dancing's not really, yeah. when you're just at like a wedding or something, dancing's not really something you can just do right. Like mm-hmm. you just have to do it, you know? Yeah. So they were like, it was very like robotic. Wow. Yeah, it was really crazy. Fascinating. And it was wild. Super wild. Anyway, <gasps> I'm glad dancing's in the White House. I know. House. Well, Ford brings dancing back to the White House. Yeah. But it's not all dancing happy flowers and roses because... No, because what's happening in the background, Claire? Well... Or in the forefront. They're try- I know. They're trying to figure out if... Um, Ford is trying to figure out if he should pardon Nixon. Yes. Which obviously... I mean, well, not obviously. Who knows? Yeah. Fly in my house. I had the door open all day. Um, they... He does. Yes. But Betty's not happy. No, because Betty is perfect. I Has a background. Yes. I, know, I know. And she understands consequences and she likes them, which I love. Love a consequence. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think, I mean, obviously I wasn't alive in the time during Watergate and all that stuff. People thinking of if this man should be pardoned or not. But like, just what a different turn, I think political crimes would have taken if he was charged right, or indicted right, or right, however right, the right. process would have won. I'm yes, not saying yes, he would have yes. went to jail, but like the fact that he was pardoned by the the new sit-in president just like, I don't know, maybe, maybe gave people this brazen idea of like, oh, we can do things like this. There's right. no consequences. And I can't help but compare it to what's happened now with the January 6th hearings. Mm-hmm. And we're in the middle of it, so we don't know what will happen. But... Most likely, I'm sure, you know, the Trump administration will get off with things because they just get away with everything. So, like, okay, well, then what next? You know, if no, right, there's no consequences right, right. for an insurrection, there's no consequences for, uh, I don't know, taping your enemies and having an enemy list. Like, right, you know, right, what's right. next? So, I, I, like, made that direct comparison. But, um, yeah, Betty is pissed. She's unhappy. And she's freaking out. She recognizes the fact that these things, and, and I think um, she... So, but well, all that to say, it flashes back to a younger Betty, yeah, um, f- going to visit Jerry at work and finding, basically finding out that he's running for Congress, <laughs> yeah. but has told no one about his new girlfriend, yeah. soon to be wife, and it's because she has previously been married before and she got divorced, and so it's one of those things where it's like, yeah. it's a real moment of Betty remembering and reconciling with this idea of like. Political career comes first. Yeah. So whatever. Which we'll see a lot throughout this episode. Right. And her. so whatever Jerry has to do to win, he's going to do. So yeah. if that means pardoning Nixon to keep the Republican vote 
or if that yeah. means trying to get elected to Congress, so not telling people that he's going to marry this woman who just happens to have been divorced before, he's going to do it. Yeah. And it's a lot. It's Plus a lot. Plus over country vibe, I know, you know. I know. And um, I think, like, yeah, two things the White House doesn't like. Divorce people, <laughs> apparently, and dance. <laughs> and the fourths are in the middle. Of and that. we're back. I know. So anyway, so um, we have that. And it happens. Um, we cut to 2010. <gasps> yes. Okay. Um, uh, uh, Michelle's livid because they're not passing children's health care and no one wants healthy food for kids. Yes, this is pre-ACA. Um, if those of us who are our age or people who are listening to our age or older, whatever, they remember trying to pass ACA. It right. was like, you know, Obama was willing to do anything um, – even if it cost him the midterms, they really wanted to pass this. This was mm-hmm. his big legislation. He used, like, pretty much all of his political capital <clears throat> on this. Um, didn't pass much else when they had the mm-hmm. House, the Senate, and and the White House. He, they were really harping on the health care. Obviously, Michelle loved that. Michelle was doing her, you know, eat healthy um, and exercise initiative. And Rom is just, Rom is still chief of staff at this point. If yeah. we remember from a couple episodes ago, him and... Michelle are always button heads. He's still an asshole. He's, yeah, like, he's livid. Like, he's so mad at Michelle because she's putting together, she's trying to help um, pass the ACA. So she's putting together these little healthy, like, fruit gift baskets. I don't know if yeah, they were, yeah, like, yeah. in the garden that they had, right. like, vegetables. Right. Kind of like you, Claire. Of course. Um, okay, you, Michelle, queen, <laughs> garden. Um, and he's, like, losing his mind. He's like, you can't send. You know, carrots to McConnell or right, like whatever. Right, he's right, like, okay, right. Rom, calm down. Like, I think she understands that this, like, you know, string bean isn't going to help the vote, but like, they're just making a point of totally. like, hey, this is what's going on in the White House. This is the and initiative. Can we just call, like, who doesn't want a beautiful basket of vegetables? I would be I'm sorry. honored. Claire, you handed me a tiny little bowl of raspberries I when know. I was jazzed. Like, I know. please, I know. pass out the food and the. The like gifts of your labor. I mean, that's grocery shopping for like a well, at least doesn't have like time a day. For this. I know, at least a couple days. I, I think know. it's very nice. It's so nice. Yeah. Um, He's upset. He, Rom's livid. We cut to Susan, who, if we know, is Michelle's chief of staff. Um. Yeah. Maybe advisor. Advisor. I don't something know like just, that. But yeah, she well, Susan's, came from her or from yes. the Chicago hospital. They she came to live in D.C. and help uh, to work on her staff. Right. And Susan's having some marriage issues, and so she's <gasps> feeling really upset. And it's this yeah. like. Constant. I mean, we see it in all these women's stories, but you know, it's cool that they're highlighting like the the women that are sort of on the outside of the. Yeah. Women. You know, like there's a, there's a focus on that. I like that in all of the stories. Um, but Susan is having a hard time because her husband still lives in Chicago and she's in D.C. trying to work at the Obama White House, and it's um, it's just hard. It's hard on their marriage, and and yeah. so. Um, Michelle kind of overhears them having an argument, and now this is top of mind for Michelle, along with Rom hating the veggies. Yeah, and so. if anyone understands the tension of a political couple, or sure. one person's political and sure. one's not, um, it's Michelle. You know, I mean, yeah. her and Brock went through this the past couple episodes. She's like verbally abusing Brock <laughs> over which again, don't think that actually happened that way. I, I refuse to believe we that. Have to, I know. Showtime has to get people to watch it. Yeah. Um, they need yeah Michelle understands which I think is nice like she gets to to be there for her friend and it's nice to see the women in that capacity totally um, which we see with Eleanor a lot and then I think in the next couple like future episodes we see between um, Betty and her 
friend whose name I is I forget right now. But yeah, it's nice mm-hmm. to see these women have their relationships outside their husband because I was afraid they were going to harp on that too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like to see them with their with their buds. Okay, so cut to, I mean, speaking of that, cut to speaking 1933. <laughs> um, there's a big article on the front page of the Washington, whatever the post. post yeah. And um, it's by Hick, uh, Lorena Hickok, which is yeah. uh, Eleanor's, one of Eleanor's best friends. Maybe more than friends. Hard to know. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to it. Um, there's a bi- there's a big article by, um, about Eleanor by Hick uh-huh. um, and Louis Howe, who is coughing aggressively. One hundred percent. Still has every single time. Every single scene is really mad about it, and he's like, "The these reporters are." Uh, you you know that you can't be giving this personal information out about you. I mean, yeah. like for so long these women have been kind of like you know. Remember, we're in the '30s, so for so long these women have been kind of behind the behind the curtain while their husbands do the thing. Mm-hmm. And and Eleanor on the front page, um, written by a woman, it, it's all a little scandalous. Right. Um, so uh, um, I guess Eleanor is sitting with Hick later and is trying to talk to her about that and reconciling with, like, oh, my goodness, like, it's so hard because I want to do this, but da 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 And at one point, they, like, put hands on top of each other's hands or something like that. (laughs) I don't know. I don't really know. And then it cuts to, like, a creepy-ass dude (gasps) taking pictures of their hands on top of one another. Yeah, like, paparazzi style. Someone um, is spying. This is, like, some Harriet the Spy crap <laughs> so obviously we know that the relationship in question is between hick and l and what is it what does it entail how long has it been going on for yeah. is it a secret are they friends are they more than friends these are all questions that we have asked um and showtime now is asking them too yeah. and i guess that showtime is, i will say answers it in the next couple of scenes in, which is a little too aggressive yeah like in a really yeah 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 in a way that i yeah i don't know um <sighs> Yeah. I don't know. I mean, and also, I think the larger issue is who cares? Like, right. I just, I'm right. so over that storyline. And yeah, but it's like, I know it's salacious and like whatever, but the way they like harp on it so much is funny to me. And then we'll get to this in a couple of scenes, but when in the show you see the photos, they're the stupidest photos they're ever. They're so dumb. They're insane. <laughs> but anyway, so the, there's a spy. Someone's, we're spying on Eleanor yeah. now. Um, then we cut to Eleanor doing her radio show. And as we know, FDR hit his fireside chats. But long before that, Eleanor was doing her radio show. Um, where she would just, I think, talk about her day, which we love. It was like a my day on tape. We love that. Audiobook, love it. Um, and then she makes a rule that, um, females, only females can come to her press conferences. (laughs) This is my absolute favorite. She's like, okay, guys, new plan. Yeah. Only ladies. And then, like, they're like, well, some newspapers can't come because they don't have women journalists and she's like oh well too bad I guess you need to hire a woman and then they can come and you can cover the White House yeah brilliant it's unbelievable and like there's a scene coming up where we see the all-female press conference and it is pretty empowering or it's been pretty impactful like I guess I when you say it it's one thing but like to think in the to 30s yeah. someone did that it's pretty amazing yeah. and, and there's like, some women of color too which I don't know how accurate that is but yeah. I assume maybe their role as was at least one or two journalists mostly right. of course they were white women but um 
to see a room full of women, some women of color, it was, it's cool to see. It's incredible, yeah. she really skirts around, like, you know, there's, she mentions something like, oh, well, you know, they said I could do this if I talk about women's issues. So she's like, I'm passing, someone raises their hand, they're like, okay, well, what's your recipe for, like, the economy or something? Which is so funny, because they're like, okay, we want to talk about recipes. Yeah. Okay, what's your recipe for women in labor? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they just try to be, like, cheeky about it, um, to, like, skirt around the, quote, rules. Totally, totally. Um, But yeah, I think it's, you know, I mean, we say this to this day, like, economy is a women's issue, and Uh healthcare is a women's issue. Right, right, right. um, You know, Elle, I think, was the first to, or seemingly the first to um, really put that in the forefront, Mm -hmm. which is And empower people to be involved in a way, you know. Okay, we cut to 1974. Um, We're at the hospital. (gasps) Betty. Okay. Betty's with her, her friend who's getting a mammogram. Yes. And she's like, oh, I, there's room. I made an appointment for you, too. And Betty's like, no, I don't need a mammogram. Like, I don't do that. Because mm-hmm. apparently women didn't get mammograms regularly at this point, which is insane. But I guess that's what happened. Right. And then what happens? And then <laughs> Betty's like, okay. And she gets the mammogram and the results come back and Betty has breast cancer. Thank um, God she caught it. Thank goodness. Um... And, you know, like with any uh, any news that happens in these women's life, it's like a little unfortunate, but the but it, it happens. Um, they have to figure out how they're going to tell the public. And yeah. everyone in Betty's life is like, don't tell the public, don't tell the public. And she's like, no, Dur, I'm telling the public. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? She has to. I mean, it would yeah. be so, it, it would be so unlike her to not, you know? So she's like, okay, so she... So they're trying to figure that out, and they're not sure. But but Betty is leaning towards being um, really open about it. Yeah, super important to remember the like we, I, I like I mean I don't know the exact timeline, but I do know that the word breast has never been said on TV before. Yeah, I'm curious about like what the TV shows were like. Like, did they still have people sleeping in separate beds? Like, you know oh, what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I there's know, just like, so much yeah. um, overt. Uh, sort of like skirting the issue of sex in like all of that um and uh you know to like and like oh yeah like the fact that um I remember I just watched that Lucy and Desi documentary Lucy Mm -hmm. was the first pregnant woman to be on tv yeah because like pregnancy implies sex which is it's crazy it's insane it's like but also like so do babies like I don't understand like where do you yeah how do you get away with children on tv but yeah I mean they again like they were there wasn't even regular dance at the white house even at this point and the boards brought it back so like of course they were like no you can't say you have breast cancer are you insane (laughs) but I think she was again this episode showed a lot how Betty is really in tune with like her impact on what's happening like because she's trying to pass the ERA at this point so she sets up like a little phone-a-thon situation in the White House Rumsfeld and Dick Cheney like lose their mind about it because they're crazy but um and here I think she's smart enough to know like okay I have breast cancer this sucks but like this could be a message to women to yeah. go get mammograms yes. and like to yes. preventive health care. Yeah. And they love health care on the show. <laughs> which is they important. Do. I know we love but, it. But um yeah, I think she was, you know, smart enough to know, hey, okay, this is my position. I have this platform. Mm-hmm. Um I need to talk about it. And yeah, and I mean, now. I guess it's like there's always that balance between public and private life, which is a constant. Yeah, and like fair we enough. see that with Michelle a lot, where it's like she wants to keep some things private. But there is something to be said with like if you have a microphone, I think it is important to talk into it. Yeah. You know, and like I think that that's what Betty was gonna do. Yeah. It's like if she was gonna have this microphone, it was important to her that she was talking into it. Yes. And I just think that's like so 
kind of amazing. And I just know that like I can tend to be, I don't know, like it, I, I don't know how I would handle that even. Like if I was like, because I can yeah. tend to be sort of private about a lot of that kind of stuff. And like I don't even know how I would do yeah. that. So it's very admirable. So, okay, then we cut to 2010. Really, all that we all we find out is that midterms chaos. We all what, know what happens again. Really we bad. lived through it. Yeah, uh, I know. It was bad. The Obama White House got uh, slaughtered, yeah. <laughs> I must say, to be very dramatic. Yeah. Uh, in the midterms, we lost. We're, like, accurate. Yeah, we lost the House and the Senate. Um, yeah, rough, rough times for the Democrats that year, which, mm-hmm. you know, famously happens. Yes. Might happen. Uh, everyone is... Currently, we're voting the primaries now for the midterms this year. Please register. Please vote. A <laughs> lot uh, going on. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Rom's, uh, he's panicking. He's freaking out. Um, Somehow, they're, like, blaming it on Michelle's vegetables. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, he's like, like, it's like, your well, character. <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on. Like, I don't really think so. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. So, that's it. Um, then we cut to 1974 back. Betty is in the hospital, and she's post-surgery. So, upon finding out that she has breast cancer... Yeah. They decide to do a double mastectomy, which is huge. It's massive surgery. Yes. Incredibly no. massive surgery. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, some women decide to get the implants afterwards, so that's another round of surgeries. Yeah. But regardless, when you are when you have a life-threatening illness, it's it's a lot, yeah. you know. Um, I also think it's a lot, like, psychologically for women, too. Like, Of course. Because just society, they tell us, you know, our boobs are part of womanhood right. and right. your hair. Same thing with, like, losing your hair if you're going through chemo and yeah. all that stuff. So to have a, a first lady do that, I think, is, again, it's just so impactful because she's so, for like, public-facing. Right. Um, I do love this scene because, of course, there's press there. I mean, mm-hmm. anytime there's, like... You know, when, like, Joe Biden has colonoscopy, it was, like, a big thing. I know. Harris got it to be president for an hour or whatever. But it was like. crazy because they opened the window and, like, the women on the street. They're is like, like yeah! They're, like, told signs up for her. Yeah. And it's Because it's one of those things where Betty decided to tell people that share her experience. I have breast cancer. I'm going to have this mastectomy. Yeah. And... So people knew, and she kind of goes into the operating room knowing that people mm-hmm. know all this news, doesn't really know how they're going to react, but then when word gets out that she's okay, which yeah. thank goodness she was, the, there's like streams of people that come to the hospital uh, yeah. and and are cheering for her and happy for her. And I think that's like almost a relief probably for the family of totally. like, you know, yeah. like, oh my gosh, like the speaking out about this didn't turn people off, which yeah. is what they thought it was going yeah. to do. There's also the great scene when, um, so the press is asking her how she's feeling, and and uh, there she's handed a football that is signed by some football team. I, I'm assuming is there a DC team? I don't know. Yeah, whatever maybe. team that may be. I don't know. Um, they sign it, wishing her well, which is very sweet. And then I don't know. However, it happens. She's like gets up from the wheelchair. Like woman just had surgery, and then she like tosses the football to Gerald, and it's just I don't know. It's so Betty. I know <laughs> like, it's so Betty. She's so like funny. I'm okay. She's like I'm gonna recover fine. I know. Um, and then they cut to her at some point. It might be the next scene or a little scene after, yes. but she's reading all the letters from yes. well-wishers and yes. um, she gets news that, uh, you know, mammogram appointments have increased like tenfold or something, which is, again, just having her and her status speak about this, average women were like, oh, maybe I should go get a, um, a mammogram. Yeah. And yeah, who knows how many lives that saved, you know what I mean? Totally. If you get, it's one of those things, if you catch early, you usually can deal with it. Well, and also, who knows 
like what a huge impact she had because yeah. now people get mammograms. Oh like, my god, now I she's mean, such a regular yeah, part of women's over 50. Lives. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And I had no idea that that wasn't a thing. I know, because we grew up, our moms just always had mammograms. Of course. Our generation did. Yeah. And it was just like, oh yeah, and then when I hit that age, I'll do the same thing. So like, I never knew any difference. So like, I was learning about that. I was like, that is insane that women just did not check for that. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, okay, then we cut back to new 2010, and healthcare gets passed. Finally! Woo! We did something. Okay, yeah, I think there goodness. was just some sort of anniversary, too, for ACA. Maybe, like, oh. 12 years or something. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so Obama passes ACA, to quote Joe Biden, our new president. Uh, it's a big fucking deal. Everyone's oh. excited. Yeah. Um, and why is Michelle really excited? Wait, why? Because <laughs> Rom is leaving. Oh, because Rom's leaving. Rom is peacing out. Okay. I think at this point... He runs for mayor of Chicago. I think he got in trouble recently for like a fraud or whatever. But so he runs out of the White House. Thank God. Michelle is jazzed. She's so happy. Because <laughs> this guy, he was just kind of like a glass half empty He's kind of guy. He's an asshole. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean, like. Ron Emanuel is famously an asshole. Anyone who works with him. I think he's very smart. Obviously a great. Right. Advisor, political mind, whatever. Right, but, right, um, right. He's just a jerk. Like, he's just a jerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Him and Michelle clearly did not get along. Right. They, yeah. uh, so he's leaving. She's really excited. And they pass health care. I mean, her life long goal. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's honestly so shocking. Know, it's still honestly, shocking. Thinking ahead, like the episodes, I don't think we talk about healthcare again. <laughs> really? That's to, it? I mean, I think so. That's insane. Well, because for the Obamas, you see like other key issues that right, really right, happen. right that come up. Um, just like for I mean, for six ep- what is that? Five episodes. Um, every episode had a Michelle healthcare. Story right, right, right. No matter right. what timeline we were in for her, I it love that like, it's like now that it's done. She's like, I don't care about my health. <laughs> Healthcare's over. <laughs> She's like, don't go to the doctor. <laughs> Who cares? So weird. Okay, then we cut to 1933. Oh, wait, so this is when we see the actual press conference happening. Oh, yes, this is what I was talking about, the recipe yes, yes, conversation. Yes. Um, yeah, they cut to the, the room full of the ladies. The room full of the women, front row, who's sitting in the front row. <gasps> who's hip. it? Oh, hip. Of <laughs> Obviously. Sitting in the front row. Um, and they're just talking, you know, they talk about... Uh, they talk, like, Elise was saying, there was, like, a there's a vague mention of, like, um, here's a here's a recipe to make a quick dinner for your husband, um, and then yeah, someone says, well, what's the recipe for yeah. uh, you know some political issue at the time? Yeah. and, and I, I think um, you mentioned this a little bit last episode. Elle is really conscious of okay, women have been able to vote for however many years right. at this point, but are they one are they actually voting? The numbers yeah. were still really low, and are they voting for their own rights and their own minds? Right. Usually women were just voting for or what their husband said or whatever. So mm-hmm. Eleanor is really activated to get the issue, educate the women on the issues, yes. which I think is yes. so important. It's you a know, huge we want deal. Not low information voters, so she's this is her way of doing it for for the ladies. Totally, um, which I think is so freaking smart because she's Eleanor. She's a so smart. I know. Um, and it's very, like, akin to the West Village salons. Like, there's, like, yeah. something that's, like, very, like, harkens back to those moments. And so it's a little bit like Elle's kind of been preparing for this type of thing for her whole life. And it's so cool that she <laughs> yeah, can do it on, like, like a <laughs> big, wide, big stage. Yeah. The biggest stage, rather. Mm-hmm. Okay, then we cut to 1974, and Betty is reading her letters. And, um, women are just loving her she's getting letters every day saying you saved my life yeah um thank you so much i mean so you know she really was a major she just it's unbelievable how little time she spent in office for what a big impact she she made because these women you know we've moved through eleanor had a pretty public political life Mm mm-hmm 
and <clears throat> Michelle ends up having, you know, the the two terms. Um, and even before that, her husband was, like, famous because he was, like, yeah. the first black person even to make it to a major election. But with the Fords, it's like, we met Betty, like, the day Nixon was getting... Yeah, girl was trying to retire to California, remember? I know, Never and it's that. like, it's, when you think about it, like, we met Betty in 1973. It's only 1974. Or yeah. 1972. It's only 1974 in two years she's done so much. It's like, we... Yeah. And it's, so it's, it's... I mean, I'm not to say that Eleanor and Michelle didn't do as much as Betty, but it is striking how much is getting done yeah. in, in a... Or how, you know, just how quickly she was thrust into this world and how quickly she was able to activate in this yeah. world, you know? And it's not even, like, big legislative change or anything. Obviously, sure. she's not yeah, that yeah, part, yeah. but it's, it's just, not, like, these yeah. social things that she's, like, accidentally getting into and it's making an impact. Right. Or she's just like, oh, yeah, I think the ERA should pass. I'm going to set up a phone call booth or right. whatever, like, phone a thought. And she's like, okay. And she gets yeah, it done. I know. It, yeah. it almost feels, yeah, I guess with Elle and Michelle so far, it's been a little bit more calculated. Yeah. And with her, it's very, like, it's very natural. Like, yeah. it almost feels, it feels, as much as she definitely wanted to retire, it very it feels very natural yeah. for her to be in these positions. Um, okay, that's officially where my notes end. Yeah, well, what's the, the last scene of this that we, like, oh. we're so shocked, not shocked about? Wait, but... didn't something happen to Michelle, though, that I, like, missed after the reading letters? Um, or no, maybe I made that up. No, 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 Michelle's still kind of So, and then, and then there's a very private moment, because a, a lot of this scene, a lot of this episode has been, specifically for Betty, has been about her in the public eye, and I mm-hmm. guess everybody, sort of, their, their, Thoughts, their ideas coming to the forefront yeah. um, for all of our girls. We can say that's like part of the episode five theme. Yeah. Um, but there's a very private moment at the end of the episode where Betty reveals her like scars to Gerald from her double yeah. mastectomy. Um, and it's really bad. It's really intense. Yeah, I mean. Bad in the way of like it's a really like it's a. It's a major surgery. Yeah, obviously a huge yeah. scar, and like it's just the the scene is so dramatic. <laughs> yeah, like really he comes dramatic. up behind her, and it's like implied that like I still think you're beautiful. Right, I, still I love know, you. I'm like Gerald, and like his hair is too blonde for me. I don't know what it is he about was a blonde guy. I was he just was looking at pictures know, of him I'm from so when shocked. he was in college, and I'm like, God, he was so blonde. Yeah, Even in black being... and white pictures, you can tell he's blonde. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's just like a little Ken doll. I know. Uh, but yeah, just the way it's it's just so dramatic, and it's so showtime. <laughs> It takes about five minutes for her to, like, take off her robe and, like, have Gerald approach, which is a really long time for that to happen. What is happening? Okay, so that was just, like, a way to... It was classic showtime. Classic Classic showtime. Oh, my God. We love you, sponsor us, but also... Yeah, oh, my God, we need you to sponsor us. Anyway, so that was episode five. Yeah, it was a good episode. It was a good episode. I think we're moving forward... We're yeah. seeing the relationships. I mean, again, like, I continue to be surprised at how much we've been able to focus on the girls rather than the guys or rather than, like, their relationship. Because yeah. I think that, like, and, you know, we're up to Betty Ford. So we haven't definitely, we definitely haven't had, like, the modern day first ladies. But so much of the things that you and I were able to find out about every, most of these women, truly most of them, has been in relation to their husband. Yeah. So it's impressive that this show is helping us see outside of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I continue to be impressed by that. Agreed. I'm into it. Even though some of it is a bit hyperbolic and probably not. 
yeah. factual. It's Hollywood, baby. I know. But you know what? I know. It's like, but, oh, man, like, I think about The Crown. I know I always compare the show to The Crown. Oh, yeah. But, like, I just not? want The Crown. I want every moment of The Crown to be true. And I know that it's not. I know that it's, like, this show where it's, Oh, like, I convinced myself that it is true. And actually, you saying this right now, I'm like, I would have said, really? Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. It's not? Like, I know, I know. <laughs> Which is upsetting. I think that it is. It has to be, right? Okay, I love that. What do you think is more true, The Crown or The Prince? The too soon canceled The Prince. Oh, Gary Gennetti's yeah. masterpiece. Oh, I mean The Prince. Obviously, <laughs> it's a documentary, <laughs> practically documentary. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> if anyone hasn't seen Gary Gennetti's Prince, The Prince on HBO, run, do not walk. Go watch it. There are fifteen minutes. I mean, episodes. I believe there was an episode not that long ago where Lee said, "Turn this off right now and go watch The Prince." Go on. It's- the best thing I've ever... It's the best television I've seen this decade, I'd I know, say. It's so I, don't, I mean, I talk about being hyperbolic. That's not. <laughs> it's the best thing I've ever seen. Um, all right. Well, I mean, we'll be back with episode six. Yeah. We're chucking along. Okay, wait. I also have an amendment because I, I was know. listening to episode four. I know. We don't know. We need a calendar. We need I, a map. Map and a, a calendar. calendar. Um, we if anyone this, knows where we can get those two things, I know that we can get them on our out. small phones <laughs> that we thing carry, I carry around in our pockets. I know. We know I that. We know that they're yeah. there. Um, we made a mistake. We said our show was July 29th. It's not. It's July 30th. It's July 30th. July 30th. Saturday, July 30th in Brooklyn at Easy Lover. Um, we'll get our lives together by then. No, 100. Hopefully. 100. I mean, yeah, we can I'm all. I'm going to have a topo in hand and iced coffee in hand and a cocktail in hand and I'm Whoa. ready to go. <laughs> Okay. Hydrate. I'm just saying hydrate. Yeah. I do think, oh my God, if anyone wants to bring us topos, like that'd be so amazing. Yeah. Also, uh, also I'll just bring them. Yeah, we're obvi- if we don't have topo on the stage, I mean, who so are we? Stupid. We got to bring like this couch. If we can bring this couch <laughs> on the stage, if we can bring Claire's golden couch slash our recording studio on the stage, ideal. Is that possible? Who knows? It's really quite easy to Maybe move just around. just that little section. Just this little section. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. Oh my God. All right. We um, love yeah, you. Yeah, July 30th. Love you. Please rate, review, subscribe. Um, we have a lot of work to do. Like in our lives? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a lot of work Oh God, my best. Like shell of a human. <laughs> but honestly, that's what makes us funny. Oh my God, when hilarious. our lives are breaking down. <laughs> Things are building up in the pod. <laughs> okay, I'll put so your actual poet. Poet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, what else is there to say? All right. <laughs> See you guys later. <laughs>